listening to the Adam and Kyle podcast, where we hope to ignite inspiration through seeking the extraordinary in the ordinary. We will bring you episodes where we will let you in on our decades-long journey as friends and have conversations with guests about their passions, learning through lived experiences, and what challenges and excites them. Also, listen for bonus episodes that revolve around our shared love for music as we take a deep dive into our favorite bands, albums, and what we're spinning. Thanks for hanging out with us. Enjoy the show. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Adam and Kyle podcast again today. We're so glad that you could be with us. Uh, today's episode number four already uh, of our show. It's been a lot of fun bringing you the shows these last couple of weeks. Um, we've been pretty on par with doing one a week uh, besides splitting in a, a Here's What's Spinning, but uh, <laughs> we're really excited to do this session today. Definitely. Yeah, it's been a it's been a real, real blast being able to do this for like the last month already, I guess. Um, God. Yeah, and we've been taking taking these trips down memory lane. That's been a lot of fun, especially for us. But I mean, I've also been getting some messages from people from our past that have been reaching out and saying how much they've been enjoying going on that little uh, memory lane journey with us too. Um, so that's been a lot of fun. Yeah, totally. I've gotten a few myself as well, and it's uh, it's definitely interesting catching up with people again that are kind of coming out of the woodwork. Yeah, and because of our one episode, the the Hazards of Society episode, where we talked about our band, our uh, one of our old bandmates from there, our drummer Zach, uh, reached out to us, which was cool. So we had that a little fun. had a little Zoom conversation with him last week, and just got to catch up and figure out he had kids. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a surprise, eh? <laughs> it was. Yeah, no, and we've got uh, soft plans for a beer with him too. Once uh, uh, mm-hmm. in August, when you're coming through Calgary, Adam, so that that'll be fun to catch up with him, and maybe we'll meet his wife, maybe meet his kids. Yeah, definitely. It's funny how on like on Facebook or on social media, how like some people you can be totally caught up on their lives. Like there's people from our high school that like post all the time and post mm-hmm. pictures of their kids, and you can it's kind of like you're just knowing exactly what they're going through and then there's people like zach that barely post on social media and so much so that it was like when he was like oh yeah my wife just uh they had a second kid like a year ago and we're just like wait (laughs) you have kids (laughs) yeah a second kid already (laughs) that's kind of crazy and then speaking of kids um my mom actually sent kyle and i this this little video she um she nannies were a couple that have um two young boys and she sent us a video of them because they listened to our very first episode where we had the the oreo debate which i think has been (laughs) catching fire a little bit and um they sent us a they sent us a little a little video of of their thoughts on the oreo debate and how they think that an Oreo should be eaten according to like seven and nine-year-old kids. And so we're actually going to play that for you right now. Okay. So what, what were you listening to on Adam's podcast? (laughs) Um, I was listening to how he eats Oreos. 
Okay, and what what did you what are your thoughts? How do you like to eat an Oreo cookie? I like to take the top off and like the icing or just eat it whole. Cool. What about you, Jackson? I like to Well, I like to eat it in little bites. In little bites? Yeah, and then um the last part so I eat little bites on the top, and then the last part, I just eat it whole. Cool. Do you have any advice for Adam and Kyle about how they should eat Oreos? Mm. Um, we should eat Oreos by um, giving, giving some to, um, like, you should pretend you have a, a pretend friend um, somewhere over there, and then you you should you should um, bite one bite on the side, and and then you bite on the other, and then you take the top off and eat it whole. Okay, and what about you? What's your advice? Get like five Oreos, and then um get two cookie parts and then put all the icing from the five Oreos inside of those and it'll be a big Oreo. Okay, yeah, so that was um, that was my mom's uh, kids that she nannies for. Um, that was so some you, good advice, eh? Like, it was. On Oreo eating? Yeah. I mean, some of it was wrong, but I mean, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> they are allowed to live their own lives, I guess eat Oreos how they want. That's like true. Like heathens. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, if you, uh, if any of you out there have uh, different suggestions of how to eat an Oreo, I just bought, I just bought another package of them the other day. The gluten free ones for your wife. Yep. Exactly. Nice. So yeah, send us a, send us an email with your suggestions because I mean, they're all wrong if you don't twist and lick, but. <laughs> or at the very least, stab and dunk. Stab and dunk. I actually saw a meme of that the other day. It was like oh, one of you... those, it was like a life hack. Maybe it was a TikTok. Yeah. Five that I saw craft. was, yeah, circling on the internet. And one of them was, yeah, someone stabbing a fork in an Oreo. And I was like, that, that's brilliant. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, yeah, with all these people reaching out to us, we've actually gotten a pretty good list of people that are interested in being uh, guests on our show. So we're looking forward mm -hmm. to that. We actually have uh, one lined up for our next recording session. Uh, not sure when that episode exactly is going to be released, but uh, look forward to that. Yes. And, uh, and we just and recorded yeah. an episode with a guest. Yeah, we just did that deep dive, which is more of a, a bonus track to to this whole series. Um, mm hmm we did a deep dive into the new era self-titled album and it was really fun to do that. Really fun. Really fun and really long. <laughs> so. so if, if you, if you are interested in era or interested in uh, kind of our reviews on musicality and uh, interpretation of lyrics and meaning, uh, mm -hmm. definitely check that out when we release that. Definitely. Um, cool. So how, what's been going on in your life, Kyle, these days? Since we chatted uh, last, 
since we chatted last, uh, my house is almost packed. I basically left yep. this set up here so that we could do this recording, but I'm moving starting well all, all next week. I got to work in between my moves and also help my dad uh, kind of clean up the house and do some painting and stuff uh, in mm -hmm. the midst of my move. So I'm kind of dealing with that. And then uh, today I actually just got back from donating plasma, which was pretty fun. Well, I wouldn't say fun, but it was new and interesting. <laughs> I bet. I don't. Yeah, I used to I don't... donate. I used to donate whole blood, and uh, I switched to plasma because I'm apparently an ideal candidate. But they take the blood out of you, they take the plasma out, and then they put the blood back in. So it's a very bizarre process, hmm. and it takes a long time. Okay, so what is the what is the the plasma? I don't actually know exactly what you mean when you say they take out the plasma and what's it for so this is my understanding i i'm definitely not an expert on this but um my understanding is the blood is made up of a number of parts there's platelets and red blood cells and white blood cells and plasma and a bunch of other things that are kind of inconsequential mm -hmm. but the plasma is like the majority of the fluid like i think blood is 70 or 80 percent plasma or something like that hmm. and uh it's basically the part of the blood that gets replenished when you like rehydrate yourself so when you're dehydrated it means your plasma's down kind of thing right and i believe that it is oh actually i shouldn't comment it i don't know how it's made in the body um but basically they take it out because during surgeries and big traumas they actually don't want to give whole blood to patients because so much of it ends up wasted uh, right. especially if they're still bleeding. So they'll actually use plasma in order to keep the patient alive and uh, they won't give them whole blood until they're basically finishing up the surgery or the uh, procedure. Huh. And then they also use plasma Crazy. for, uh, yeah, they use it for experiments. They use it for, um, I believe they use it in like production of vaccines. Like they use it for all sorts of things. So the plasma becomes a need that right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like I say, I'm I'm not an expert. This is just kind of from memory what they've told me as I've gone through this process. But hmm. basically, I've got a positive blood, which is not a great donor for whole blood, but for plasma, it's a great donor because I can huh. donate once every two weeks as opposed to once every two months. Right. Cool. Yeah. And so today was my second time donating plasma. The first time I did it, the needle fell out and my blood ended up on the floor. So it was kind of a waste That's of a donation. Brutal. It was kind of gross and messy. Yeah. But uh, today went really successfully. <laughs> so <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Though it took twice as long as I thought it was going to. So that's why I was a little late to our session today. Well, you and I both know I'm not doing anything. So, <laughs> so speaking of not doing anything, what else is new since we last chatted? <laughs> Um, yeah, not too much. Um, still been baking sourdough and, um, making a bunch of yummy food. So nice. that's been, that's been fun. Um, and then I've just been, yeah, doing, uh, podcast work and editing and <laughs> listening to a ton of new music, which... It's just been a lot overwhelming, um, but in a good way. Yep. While I was finishing up notes for this session this morning, I was listening to the new Gojira album. 
So oh, yeah. I've already listened to that through twice. I haven't yet. It's I assume it's worth the listen. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's very it's very diverse. Um once we once you listen to it, I'm sure we'll talk about it in a in a here's what's spinning episode, but it's very different, but it's yeah, it's it's very good. Cool. I need a few more listens. And then also really randomly before we get into our topic here today i heard this <laughs> i heard this news story that i thought was kind of hilarious and i thought you'd get a kick out of it because it's just so random and, and hilarious <laughs> okay. yeah so there's this there's this thing that happened over the last weekend last saturday it was called the battle of the joshes or the josh yeah, battle I, royale have you heard of this I kind of i kind of saw some stuff about that but i really didn't dig into it so <laughs> Explain it to me. Like I don't know what's going on. Yeah, it's ridiculous, but also kind of hilarious. So this guy named this guy named Josh Swain last year put out a post on Facebook, and he was. It started as him just trying to um, gather up all the other Josh Swains in the world, and and create this group <laughs> on Facebook. And his plan yeah. was that once he got all those people with his same name that he was going to plan a battle royale with these people to battle for the rights to the name and then whoever lost had to <laughs> had to legally change their name and but what ended up happening is he, he he got a bunch of like actual josh swains i guess into the facebook group but then it grew to just like anyone <laughs> in the world that was named josh joined this group and so, yeah, when he, when he put the post up, he put the, the date of the Royale, which was last Saturday. And, okay. and I guess like over, over 200 Joshes ended up showing up to this thing. <laughs> <laughs> and they all showed up. It was kind of like, like LARPing. Do you know, you know what that is? Yeah. Yeah, I do know what LARPing is. So it was kind of like in that style. Like they were all in costumes and they all just brought pool noodles and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a video out of them just all smacking each other and hitting each other with these pool noodles to battle for the right of the name Josh. And then I guess um, this four-year-old named Josh, Josh Vincent Jr. ended up winning the whole thing. And they like put like one of those paper Burger King crowns on his head and like <laughs> it's all just so ridiculous. But also I thought it was kind of funny just because like in these times – People need that kind of weird, random distraction, I think. Legit. And the fact that it turned out so wholesome, too. Like, so many gatherings are so uh, malicious these days, but that sounds like it was just a really wholesome thing, and a four-year-old won it. So yeah, we all know that that was out of uh, compassion for the four-year-old because right. an, an adult Josh probably wins against a four-year-old Josh. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so anyway so, yeah, if, that, that's if, awesome if you uh if you look up the video out there because it's it's pretty funny but i just thought that <laughs> i don't know i just heard that and i thought that's just really funny and really random so I yeah that's awesome I'd, thanks for sharing that's, that's a good one what do you think would have happened if you invited like all the kyles well if i invited all the kyle riggies there would be two of us um, uh, from, from my Googling of my own name. And you just uh, each bring a hunting rifle. <laughs> well, 
Yeah, the other Kyle Riggy, as far as I can tell, is more of a runner than a hunter. So, <laughs> not to be morbid, but it'd be more like the hunter and the hunted. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, if, if all the other Kyles came and, and did a fight, I don't know. I think there'd be a lot of monster energy drinks and a lot of broken drywall. <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> well, there's only one Adam Rishog in the entire world, and you're talking to him. So, Oh, wow. Well, at least there's only one on Facebook. That's awesome. And, and that's just me that I know of. So Who knows? So I'll just show up all by myself. And... <laughs> Buy yourself a coffee and put a crown on yourself. Exactly. Uh, so anyway, so I guess during our last conversation, Adam and I spoke about a, a bit about our, our dating lives and experiences during, during junior high and high school. So today we're going to continue the conversation and delve into what our dating lives have looked like in adulthood since graduating. Um, I'll be talking a lot about my experience in the last 10 years or so and what dating during the pandemic the last year has looked like for me. And uh, Adam's going to give you insight into his dating life as well, which is mostly his relationship path with his wife, Chelsea. But yep. uh, we're really excited to dig into that a bit. Yeah, so let's uh, let's get into it. Enough about Josh's. Um, and Kyle's and Adam's. And Kyle's and Adam's. We'll talk about <laughs> Chelsea's and other nameless. That's right. Initials. <laughs> so I guess since... Since graduation, which believe it or not was like I think thirteen years ago now, we graduated. Yeah, um, too long ago. I mean, we've obviously both been in our fair share of relationships. Mm -hmm. Um, but is there one in particular, uh, or or maybe there's multiple? But is there is there one that sticks out to you the most that you would say had the greatest or biggest effect on you? Yeah, for sure. And I think that I've taken something from every relationship I've been in. So you're you're right that there's definitely been uh, uh, multiple. But mm -hmm. I'd say in terms of the greatest effect, um, it'd be my relationship with B, which I, I'm I'm sure you kind of figured. Mm -hmm. um, it was it was pretty intense to start, and we had a great connection. Um, she was the first girl I ever lived with, which has its own levels of like growth and and uh, relationship building skills. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think that the reason it had the biggest impression on me actually was because she had a daughter that I fell in love with also. And so that was a little bit unexpected and I wasn't totally prepared for that. Um, <clears throat> I think the, the breaking up was probably the hardest part about that relationship. I think both of us knew it wasn't going to work, but, um, I obviously mm. don't want to speak for her, but, uh, we were kind of holding on to it because of the situation that we were in and had gotten ourselves into, like we were living together and raising her daughter and. Right. And so when we did break up, neither of us handled it particularly well. And uh, one of the hardest things that I've ever had to do was actually say goodbye to her daughter and be mm. like, basically break up with her as well and say, I'm not going to be around anymore, right? right. To a five-year-old. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so, yeah, like for me, that relationship, I, I did learn a lot from it and it solidified a lot of things um, that I'd started to learn through previous relationships and, and previous life experiences. But, uh, mm -hmm. some of the biggest things, like I need to trust my gut on things. Um, like if I've got doubts, I need to address them ASAP. Um, I learned also from that relationship pretty specifically what I'm looking for in a relationship and what I'm looking for in a partner. 
And mm. so we'll kind of get into that a little bit more later. But uh, mm-hmm. I think this relationship with B was kind of, it was instrumental in, in that. Yeah. <clears throat> and then uh, also identifying red flags early on. And uh, when I say red flags, I don't mean them as a, a negative uh, slight on the person, but more as like a red flag being an issue of compatibility with me in the long term and compatibility right. together. Mm. Yeah. And then also just kind of the kids are a whole dynamic that I didn't realize the impact of them on the relationship. Yeah. I can only imagine I've never, I've never been in a situation like that before. So Mm -hmm. when you talk about like being, you coined, you coined it to me as being a faux father, I guess I wanted a little more insight into your experience with that and like and what that experience was like for you and i guess kind of more specifically like yeah if you want to get into it like what like you said that you you fell in love with her daughter so i was kind of curious as to what what it was about that dynamic that that um hit you so hard Mm -hmm. yeah no absolutely yeah so her daughter was two and a half turning three when i met her and uh um early on like i've just i've always liked kids like they have such an innocent look on the world and they're fun to goof around with and they kind of bring out your own inner child and so mm-hmm. um basically like her her daughter and i kind of had that relationship where we could goof around and and we enjoyed hanging out and um as we got further on into the relationship we we did uh we we called them at the time daddy daughter dates and so like mm-hmm. i'd take her out it was when B was working, but uh, I'd take her out for dinner and we'd go have Boston pizza and share an ice cream Sunday. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it was really fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. and it was a good excuse for me to eat a Sunday. Um, yeah. So basically, like all in all, um, all, all the time respecting that uh, this little girl was not my daughter. The fact that we were living together and I was quite often caring for her because B was at work um, Mm -hmm. and also because her own dad was only around every few weeks or so. Um, I basically built like a a relationship, a father-like relationship with this girl. Mm -hmm. And so it uh, it was definitely a challenge when we broke up because it would be like, having to say goodbye to a kid and again like with all respect she she wasn't my kid right but we had built a pretty strong relationship Mm -hmm. like that did the um did you ever like did the dad have any problem problems with you was it like one of those no no he uh him and i actually had a, a fairly decent and respectful relationship and we got along well enough um, but he just, because of his own history, he, uh, he wasn't able to see in his own choices. He wasn't able to see, uh, the little girl as often mm-hmm. as, as I was seeing her. Right. But, uh, I know like I made a very conscious effort that, uh, I made sure that this little girl, she, she knew that her dad was, was around her and that he wanted, and they loved her very much and all that stuff. And when he was around, like I, I did take a step back and like let him build a relationship and that that sort of thing like it wasn't mm-hmm. it was never competitive like i was pretty i feel like i was pretty respectful of that relationship as well yeah 
Um, you mentioned before, um, that like you had always, you'd like always liked kids, enjoyed being around them because of their innocence and bringing out their inner child and stuff like that. Was that mm -hmm. something, is that something that's always been with you or is that, or did that kind of, uh, like did that change or, or heighten that want post this relationship with this, this girl? <laughs> uh, no, I've, I've actually always, uh, had, had a good time with children and I like goofing around with them and stuff. I, I'm just good with kids in general. And so, mm -hmm. um, like even as a teenager, I, I used to babysit and then, uh, in adulthood, like lots of cousins have kids and lots of, uh, family friends have, have, uh, kids and and mm -hmm. um it's always been a thing that like it's really easy for me to kind of <laughs> ignore the adults and play lego with the son or whatever right like it's just totally uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> or like let's go sneak some oreos out of the cookie jar or something like i don't know yeah. it's just it's just like i say it kind of brings that inner child out in you a little bit i think gives I always, you an excuse to go tobogganing yeah <laughs> i always thought that would be the best part about having kids is like when you buy them toys i'd be buying them toys that i also want to play with absolutely <laughs> it's just <laughs> like, like yeah, having yeah. nerf gun fights or something yeah exactly <laughs> did anything change after the fact that like like uh my feelings around family is that kind of like having yeah. a family and being a father and that sort of thing yeah i guess so yeah like did um yeah th has that always I guess that's always kind of been with you, but that's right. I was yeah. so, more so trying to more so trying to wonder if um if that like want grew or lessened post this this relationship. This experience, yeah. Yeah. No, that's an interesting question. It's something I actually hadn't considered very carefully, but I, I know growing up I always wanted the family and I always wanted kids and and uh like that's that's always been on my horizon and mm -hmm. uh the after this relationship i don't think it changed that um i think that it did give me a better idea of the responsibility involved with it and the amount of time it takes and and like what it actually means to to be a family and to to have a kid and so mm -hmm. if nothing else it's just actually solidified that I need to make sure I'm choosing the right life partner before I choose to start a family. Right. Yeah. And like having that teammate and that sort of thing. And so, mm -hmm. <clears throat> um, How I don't think kids? It, it, sorry, go ahead. No, you go first. Okay. Finish I was just going to say, um, up until recently, um, I had always, like I say, kind of wanted of, uh, or had a goal of having a family and uh, a wife and kids. Mm -hmm. And I was asked recently, what if, and the reason I was asked actually is I, I went on a date with a girl who couldn't have kids and she told me mm. right away because she wanted to make sure that if that was a deal breaker that it was addressed pretty early on because we hit it off really well. So mm. I applaud her for bringing that up, but um, she asked me if I'd ever be okay not having kids. <clears throat> and uh, it was an interesting question because of course having kids takes two. And so technically that is something that's out of my control. So I had to really consider why I wanted kids, I guess. And, um, mm -hmm. and, uh, if I'd be okay without having kids and, and basically what I came to is that ultimately, yes, I want kids, but 
having or not being able to have kids like i don't even know if i'm able to have kids but uh Mm. that wouldn't be the end of the world like i'm okay with my life as it is if i never find a wife and never find kids like my life is not worse than it could have been sort of thing right right would you ever consider the like if it came to i'm obviously this is just like a like a (laughs) yeah (laughs) just a totally hypothetical scenario but like just curious as to your thoughts about like adoption or like surrogacy or like if that yeah if that thing with that with that girl like worked out and she was like well i can't have kids but down the line you were like well let's get married and i want to have kids would you consider like yeah oh yeah definitely i think like that i think adoption surrogacy in vitro all that stuff i think those are all really valuable and i think that um again based on my experience with uh, this girl's daughter um being a, a father, being a dad, isn't about having a blood relationship with a kid. It's really about the the relationship and the family dynamic, like the discipline, the um, the mentorship, like that that dynamic, the love, like unconditional love, like that stuff is far more important than the actual blood running through their veins. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, so I definitely consider any sorts of options because again, like it could be possible that I personally can't have kids as well. Right. Um, with this particular girl. Um, she knew she couldn't have kids a long time ago. And so she actually decided not to, uh, that she was just okay living her life, not having kids. And she's built her goals and and dreams around not having kids. Hmm. And so we decided that between the two of us that we enjoyed hanging out, but that we weren't going to pursue anything romantic. So, right. I'm I'm, I'm sure you'll be able to have kids, all that plasma rich blood. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. They probably have nothing to do with one another, but whatever. (laughs) No, but good reference. (laughs) Thanks. Um, Okay. Um, I wanted to touch on a little bit more about the, um, like the the kind of decision process that that you and B had to go through to, to like finally decide to end things. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Would you say that her daughter had like the, probably like the biggest effect on on that decision uh yeah for sure it her daughter is from i again i can't speak for b so i I don't know exactly where she was at this is my my story for for Mm -hmm. lack of a better or for it to be cliche but uh for me her daughter was one of the biggest factors that i didn't end things earlier right which is in hindsight uh, I I don't think it's it's hard to say if in hindsight it was the the wrong decision or the right decision. Ultimately, like I like to to let it drag out. I mean to to see if we could work things out for as long as we did. But uh, I if the daughter wasn't involved, I'm not sure that it would have been nearly as long of a relationship. Yeah, that's fair. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a tough thing to to navigate through because i think we've all been through and maybe all like anyone out there listening to has been through like a not necessarily a relationship but even just like a situation that's been um like really tough and you can maybe kind of see the end of it but it's also very hard to get out of that because Mm -hmm. it's just like it's so easy to get used to kind of like the the comfortable comfortableness that's right yeah complacency of, of is like definitely that, easier yeah of that situation 
Mm-hmm. Um, cause yeah, even me myself, we'll get into this a little later, but like there, like I remember just a relationship that I was in that went on for way, way, way too long. And then something overnight just hit me over the head and I drove to her house one morning super randomly and just broke up with her and one of the best decisions I've ever made. Mm-hmm. I can understand, um, even though I've never been in that situation with like a, with a child involved, but I can totally see how it would be. Just add that other layer of, of, yeah, ending that relationship that would just be really tough because, like you were saying before, you it's kind of like you're breaking up with, with two people, even though she's a young, she's a young child, she's still clearly like a felt attachment to you and you were a big part of her life for like it was what over two years almost three yeah yeah and i'm sure i'm sure a child at that age that feels like that's more than half her life so that yeah, feels absolutely. like an eternity to her mm-hmm. i'd been along around basically as long as she could remember right so yeah that uh no it was, it was definitely um Interesting. And and one of the things that like made it hard to, to end that relationship was I had to deal with the fact that my choice was affecting two people, right? Kind of like what you alluded to, Adam, but I, I, a lot of what I thought about was how my choice to say goodbye to her daughter and not see her again would impact her daughter's life and, and her daughter's relationship with men going forward in life and all that stuff. Right. So, Mm -hmm. um, Ultimately, like I've had to work through personally, again, the dealing with stuff that I can control versus what I can't, like the the daughter's life are ultimately more influenced now by B and and her own dad. Um, Right. And so the way that they handle that situation um, is their choice and the way that... uh, the little girl, the way that she grows up are, um, is influenced by her choices, but ultimately I couldn't keep myself in a situation that was, uh, had become negative for me. Um, right. Just for the sake of what ifs. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, in, in some way, I guess I can kind of understand what that would have been like for, um, actually funny enough, not necessarily for you, but maybe for her. Cause I mean, like I'm a, Mm child of divorce myself right yeah and like i mean that happened when i was seven years old okay and so pretty quickly after that i had to already kind of try and adapt to like my dad seeing someone else and my mom seeing someone else and so i can kind of get how that would like affect affect them for sure Mm -hmm. and it's not easy no got 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 easier as i got older like you just learn to just learn to kind of like accept those things and i think you lose some of the anger Mm -hmm. but i mean for sure this is going down a completely different path but you know whatever that's okay yeah um (laughs) but yeah i know for me like when like especially the first i don't even know how long first few years for sure it was just yeah like a lot of resentment and kind of just like who is this person 
Mm-hmm. They're not my they're not my real parents. Like <laughs> that that classic like I don't have to listen to you. You're not my real dad. You're not my real mom kind of thing. <laughs> right. Yeah. But then yeah, you grow older, you get a little more mature, and then you realize well. You, yep. ultimately you just want your you know, like your parents to be happy right it's not it's less about you and more about them so that's right and then from the the other side of the coin too is um like in, in doing the the splitting off one of the things that actually ended up swaying my decision was considering how my relationship with b was going to impact um her daughter's relationships in the future like if we were having such a negative time and such a uh uh, tur- tur- turbulent time, mm-hmm. how that imprints on her daughter at such a young age too, and if that's a right. good thing, that's that continued exposure, if that was a good thing, and so ultimately, mm-hmm. like there's a lot of considerations that went into it, but that's definitely the reason why it uh, lasted as long as it did too, because yeah. I was considering all these things, right? So, mm-hmm. is there a, is there any other, um. Is there another relationship you wanna you wanna touch on or speak on, or do you wanna move on? Uh, no, not in particular. Like that that one's kind of the most recent uh, uh, serious relationship, and mm-hmm. um, also the one that had the most learnings from it. So, like I say, mo- most of the stuff we've talked about through junior high and high school dating, as well as the learnings that I brought out of this mm-hmm. relationship, um, other relationships can kind of just they just pump up the same the same learning so i'm not sure right. they're worth uh digging into too much totally um the last thing i wanted to to touch on was that we talked a little bit about this in our last episode but um you brought it up again how your relationship with b kind of helped you solidify like exactly what you're looking for in a in a in a partner and like a in a potential wife one day um so I'm just more so curious as to what that person looks like for you. Mm-hmm. Paint me a Absolutely. picture. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think the, the, the biggest thing is that I'm looking for someone who is willing to work with me as a team. Um, mm-hmm. There's, there's so many of like looking at my past relationships. Um, my experience has always been in disagreements that it's, Uh, us against each other Mm -hmm. and in the relationships that I see that are most successful it's the couple um trying to fight the problem like the problem is a problem in their relationship and they're trying to fight it together and so that kind of teamwork is something that I'm uh definitely looking for and I don't know exactly how to to quantify that besides a feeling but uh some some things that kind of stand out for me are um mutual respect uh is a big one and um, each person being independent and not codependent is, is a yep. big one. Um, being able to complement and enhance each other's lives and not um, be each other's lives, so to speak. Yeah. Right. So that both of us have our own lives that we're happy in before we get together and enhance each other's lives. Hmm. And uh, one of the things I actually just heard most recently that I thought was uh that I kind of cataloged away is that I'm looking for someone that makes me happier and that I can make happier. Hmm. Not that we're making each other happy. So we both started happy and we're making each other happier, which kind of falls along those same lines. <laughs> I like that. I think that's kind of brilliant actually. 
Yeah, that's I so I filed it away. <laughs> yeah. Cuz yeah, I think that's really important cuz yeah, you don't want to be you don't want to be yeah, dependent on a, mm-hmm. on one another in some ways for sure, obviously, but like yeah, I like that a lot. Happier, not happy. Yeah, that's right. So you're happy mm-hmm. to begin with and you just make each other happier. Which is the same, like to me, is the same as both of us having our own lives and uh, just enhancing each other's lives, right? Like we're not. Yep. Um, I'd like I obviously love to have some shared interests, but I would love a nice dynamic woman to come into my life that has her mm-hmm. own interests that we can learn about each other and learn about each other's interests and like totally. Um, yeah. So a lot of the uh, we'll get into this a little later, but like a lot of the dates I've been on, I just I've been on dates with really undynamic women like they're just <laughs> they're just and i don't mean this negatively but they're just shallow right. like there's nothing to them there's no substance right right and, and that's not what i'm looking for so maybe that's another yeah. title for this for this uh episode the happier happier not happy <laughs> maybe you're we gonna just put a bunch to... of pressure on me to to give a wisdom bomb every single episode <laughs> well i was just gonna say maybe we need to start having like um kyle kyle isms oh that's that's pressure but uh yeah no anyways so i guess was uh was there anything else Uh, that was really heavy for me so uh uh yeah is there anything else that you wanted to ask before we kind of take a little break here and put the spotlight on you uh no i don't think so i mean that was um it was just good to i'm sure that wasn't the easiest for you so um especially for I mean, it would be a little different if it was just you and I having a conversation, which we are, but the fact that we're kind of just putting that information out there makes it all that mm-hmm. more kind of vulnerable and a little scary to put this out. So, but I think that's right. That I th- it's, I think that for me, that's the hardest part is actually just putting it out into the world, being vulnerable, like all in for terms of the relationship and, and all the, the learnings and stuff, it's stuff that I've dealt with a long time ago. So they're, mm-hmm. they're not sore wounds by any means, but, uh, speaking about them in this public forum has definitely been the most, the hardest part about this. (laughs) Right. And I mean, the reason why we're doing this is because like one, just to kind of like, we're learning like a little bit more about each other. Mm -hmm. Um, cause I think some of these things I have, don't think I've ever asked you like straight up about how you felt about them. Um, Mm -hmm, exactly. But I think the other reason is because like, we're obviously, we're clearly not relationship experts and we're just kind of trying to tell everyone kind of what our experiences are. And then if people can take value from that and people can learn from that, then that's all the better. That's that's right. That's why yep. we're doing this. That's right. Yeah. Share your own story and, and give something that uh, uh, people uh, maybe in a similar situation can relate to. And uh, if there's something that maybe, I haven't answered or, or we haven't talked about, um, if anyone's struggling, of course you can reach out to us. We're, we're by no means professionals. Like you say, we're, we're not mm-hmm. psychologists. We're just, we're just two guys that are just exploring our ordinary lives and trying to, <laughs> to make some sense of it and find the extraordinary. Yeah. Right. So <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So we'll just take a quick break here. And, uh, when we come back, we'll talk to uh, Adam about his adult relationships and, and, uh, also his relationship with Chelsea. I didn't realize you were going to throw it a break, but that's nice. 
it's Kyle here. Thanks again for listening to today's podcast. We hope you enjoyed yourself. Please take a second to follow us on all of our social media. Links to our pages and any other material we talked about today are in the show notes below. Check back in next month for some additional conversation, laughs, and new music. And we wanted to give a big thank you to Adam's sister, Amanda Rishog, for designing our podcast cover image. She's a beautifully talented artist that has a tattoo shop here in Calgary called Living Prayer Tattoo. She specializes in fine line work, sacred geometry, and botanicals. Follow her online handle at Living Prayer Tattoo on Facebook and on Instagram, where you can find all of her work and booking information. And lastly, thanks again to Phoenix Song Productions for the continued technical and financial support, which helped make this podcast possible. We'll see you next time.